the Lord for this installation service of Pastor Johnston and for all of us to hear and believe and to receive as those who need Christ from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. The word of the Lord. You might have done this when the district president was helping you think about what kind of skills do we want our pastor to have. You you might have done some kind of a survey. What's important to us in our pastor? What do we want him to be able to do? You might have done that a couple years ago as you began the calling process. Maybe you, you updated that along the way. If you didn't do it, you could probably guess, though, some of the things that might be toward the top of that list. I'm guessing that one of the things that's toward the top of that list, maybe at the very top of that list, that you want someone, that people want a pastor who's a good public speaker. After all, you have to listen to him preach pretty regularly. At least here you flip back and forth, but like every other week about, you're going to hear him speak to you. So you probably want him to be eloquent. You want him maybe to be charismatic, passionate. You want him to hold your attention. You want him to hold the attention of the visitor who comes to church. I'm guessing that for a lot of people, good public speaker would be pretty high up on their list of job skills that they would want their pastor to have. But the Apostle Paul reminds his Corinthian brothers and sisters at the church that he founded, he reminds them that when he came to them, that is not what they got. He says, I did not come to you with eloquent speech. He didn't come with superior wisdom. In fact, he came in weakness, in fear, in trembling. I mean, is that the kind of pastor that you would want? A pastor who is weak and fearful and and shaking in his boots? Paul had been on a stretch of getting run out of towns. He had been traveling north of Greece. Corinth is in Greece. He'd been traveling north through Macedonia, the region of Macedonia. In the city of Philippi, he's beaten and imprisoned. In the next city that it's recorded, he stops at Thessalonica. The Jews start a riot in the city so that his life is in danger. He has to flee. The next city it's recorded he stops at, Berea. First it's going okay, but the same Jews who started a riot up in Thessalonica come down to Thessalonica, or to Berea and they start a riot down there. And so he has to flee. 
He comes in weakness and fear and trembling. His traveling companions, they're behind him. It seems like he gets to Corinth all alone, and he also seems like has no money because he isn't able to devote himself to full-time preaching and teaching of God's word, which he wants to do. He works as a tent maker and then uses his free time to preach and teach God's word. Is this who you would want as your pastor, a guy who is not eloquent of speech, doesn't come with wise, persuasive words, weak, fearful, trembling? I don't know that that's the guy that we would, if we were checking boxes on our list, if those were the boxes that we would check for what we want. How do you think Pastor Johnston comes to you? There would be a day where I'd relish this moment that I could share with you all of his weaknesses. But you'll figure it out. I I learned somewhere along the line that if I share all of his weaknesses, he's pretty good at sharing mine too. So uh, I'm going to save that for you to find out on your own. But you'll figure it out. You'll figure out what he's good at. Maybe you already have an idea of some of the things he's good at. You'll also figure out things that he isn't real good at. Give it time. You'll know the better you get to know him. But even as you get to know his weaknesses, I don't think anybody knows his weaknesses better than he does. He's well aware, you're well aware of areas in which you're not strong, areas in which you could improve or areas in which somebody else could could carry the torch. But even more than, than that, you are aware of temptations that you face Sins into which you have fallen, weaknesses, not just in the area of skills, but of sin. You probably know that better than anybody else, except Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus knows your weaknesses. He, He knows the skills that you have and the skills that you don't have. And Jesus knows your weakness in the area of temptation. He knows where you are tempted. And he knows your sin. In fact, he knows your sin, the the ways in which you've fallen. He knows those sins intimately because they became his. Your sins became his at the cross. And he paid for them. He was punished for them. And they're removed from you. So that you can do this work. Jesus knows all your weaknesses and he sent you here. He sent you here so that you could preach him crucified. So that you could preach the cross. So that you could preach the sacrifice of Christ. Which you need and which you need. Paul made a conscious decision when he went to Corinth. When he began his work in Corinth. He says, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. When Paul began his work in Corinth, he decided to know nothing else, to know nothing else besides Christ crucified. There's a lot of things that that people use, a lot of ways that people try to build up the church. There's a, a lot of 
um, different philosophies and ideas about how you can grow the church. And Paul's philosophy for growing the church, Paul's philosophy for building the church was Christ crucified. I'm going to know nothing else other than that. I'm going to know nothing else other than him. And this is the message that you need. This is the message that your life, that your ministry must be built on. That Christ was crucified for you. You know that you are a sinner. But you also know and believe and confess that Christ paid for your sins. And that your sins have been washed away. That you are now a saint, holy and pure and blameless. It's why you can do what you can do as you begin your work at Bethany today. And that message is, is for you. Because you all have weaknesses. I have weaknesses. We have weaknesses not just in the area of skills that we lack, things that we wish we were better at, but we have weakness in temptation. We fall. Christ crucified is for you. That's what Pastor Johnston has to give you. He has nothing better to give you, nothing greater to give you. What greater gift could he give you than Christ crucified? That your sins have been put on him and that you are holy and blameless in the sight of God in Christ Jesus, your Savior. Paul says, your faith doesn't rest on a man. It couldn't, could it, in Corinth? Paul reminds them of the fact that he's not an eloquent preacher, that he doesn't have superior human wisdom. He reminds them that he came in weakness and fear and trembling. He reminds them of that so that he can remind them where the power is and where their faith is, where the faith of the Corinthian, where the faith of the Corinthian Christians lies. It lies not in Paul or in Peter or in Apollos or in some other man or some other pastor. It lies in Jesus. That's where their faith is. Their faith is in that man who is also God. That man who was crucified and raised from the dead for them. That man who is seated at the right hand of God, ruling all things for them. That's where their faith is. And it's in him that your faith is too, as Pastor Johnston begins his ministry today. Not in him. He is a man with weakness and sin like you. Your faith is in Christ. As he begins his ministry here today, brother, as you begin your ministry here today, I do not think there is anything more important that you can decide to do than to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. And saints of Bethany, saints of God, redeemed by the blood of Christ, you can put your confidence in Pastor Johnston. Not because of who he is or, or what he brings to the table, but because your Lord Jesus sent him here to serve you with Christ, to serve you with the word, to serve you with Christ in the sacrament, to serve you with Christ in baptism. Jesus knows his weakness. 
Jesus sent him here to you as a blessing, a mutual blessing. Brother, you will be blessed by these wonderful Christians. They will support and encourage you with prayer, with words of encouragement, with the word of God. They will support you financially so that you can devote yourself to this work. And Christians, I am confident that you too will be blessed by him as he shares his Savior, your Savior, with you. Amen.